0: Coming up on today's episode of the Matt any Podcast, we welcome our recurring guest, Abel Nagusi Obviously, there's a new Marvel series out, so me and Abel break down the first episode of Loki. We do that per, for pretty much the first half of the entire episode. Then we move on to the Celtics. We, we give you guys uh, some recent updates with the Celtics. We talk about the coaches. We talk about what they need to do over free agency and that pretty much wraps up the show. We really only talk about two things here uh, on today's episode. So that's what's coming on today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by TheGreatVineMedia.com, www.TheGreatVineMedia.com. Make sure you guys head over there, check out the new merch. We just dropped some 4th of July merch. Order it sooner rather than later and make sure that it gets you before the 4th of July. Use code GVM4TH at checkout for $5 off your each item that you purchase again five dollars off each item that you purchase gvm fourth i'm telling you guys the gear is awesome and i just want to give a big shout out to everyone who's already bought stuff for uh the fourth of july gear um we really appreciate it so with all that being said thank you to you guys and hope you guys enjoy the episode let's get it going What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Matt dining Podcast. Episode ah, 79, 8? I don't even know. We're up here. I don't even know. They're just getting up there. Uh, special guest, reoccurring guest, Abel Nogusi joining us again. Obviously, new Marvel series out. We got to talk. Uh, we got to talk Loki. We got to talk Celtics. We got a lot to talk about. Um, so, Bell, welcome back. Hope I hope you're ready to just get into it. Me and bell have been... BS in here for the past like 15. last like thirty minutes. We've kept Loki and our opinions like kinda hidden. We haven't
1: really talked much about that, but I'm ready to start.
0: Yeah. So I, let's just get right in. Let's just start it off with the Loki talk because we potentially could have uh, the connection between me and Abel actually, how me and Abel met joining the episode like midway through here, we don't know when he's actually gonna join. Hunter that's Floyd that's... may or may not join. We all know how Hunter that's... That's Head trio is back. Yeah. So um little let's just get in first things first, give me your thoughts on Loki. How did you like it?
1: All right. What are your
0: expectations? What were your expectations going into episode one and did they all right. Okay. So my expectations was
1: that I was gonna really like it. Like I expected to like it and then what I got was, like, I was blown away. Like, it was, like, this case study of, like, a character that we've been watching for the last decade, and then, like, watch him, like, watch his life unravel in front of him. And then it was, like, it's, like, in this, like, kind of tight setting of this little office. Yet, like, at the same time, it's this, like, big, grand world that, like, we're we're witnessing, like, right in front of us. And I was, like, the kind of, like the awe of like the TVA and all that stuff and the power that they have and like the Infinity Stones being worthless and all these things like watching it was like really like it was like mind-blowing and I heard that some of the people already watched episode one and two because they gave it special access to certain people said episode two is gonna be just as good so I'm pretty excited for that one too now like my
0: expectation has gone through the roof Dude, it was, it was a pretty crazy episode in the sense of, like, they just, like, right off the bat, they just, like, give it to you how, um, like, not, like, meaningless, but, like, how, like, small, I guess, of a fraction, like, everything we've known for the past, like, yeah however many, however long, since 2008, since Iron Man, like, the the huge thing, like, the Infinity Saga, I guess, has just become, like, so... Like in comparison to what Loki is right now, it's like nothing. Exactly what I was saying. Like it's like it goes from like
1: this like really big world that we're kinda shocked by, but now it's just like not even big at all. Like their universe is a part of multiple <laughs> Yeah,
0: I was about to say it's getting kinda dark enough. Kind of getting um, dark. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's dude, it was it was crazy because I mean, we got to talk about the scene, and we'll, we'll get into it, because me and Abel both, we're, we're, we're so, like, we're such Marvel fanatics that immediately, I know immediately after Abel's done watching, he goes and watches, like, more info on YouTube, and I do the same thing, and the the one scene, and I don't want to, like, give things away, but, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've already seen the first episode. When he pulls out, when he gets the rack back, and then he sees all the Infinity Stones, like, that moment to me was like, dude, Whoa. Like this is this is way bigger than like like endgame. Like like the significance of like this that scene was just crazy to me because it's like there's like five of each stone in that like that little You said it was like a paperweight to them. Like, like, it's, it, it's like nothing to them, which is just crazy. But uh like I was just like that's
1: that's really the turning point of the episode of one from like really good to like just something beyond that because, like, like all this the thing? stuff that you had just been watching hits you back again, and you were just like, What? Like, that was it? Like, like we just get, like all this stuff was useless, and now the TVA's power is just bigger like, than them.
0: Think about like how many videos, or how, not many videos, how many movies were made, like, centered around like Infinity Stones. Yeah, an individual stone and them captured. Yeah. And then, like, Loki had. In his grasp, in his access, like, every Think, single one and more.
1: The thing, and like, like going on what you just said, the Tesseract was the main piece of the first Avengers series. Yeah. It was, like, the key thing, like, if you are watching in 2008, like, let's say the year 2009, you just watched Hulk and Iron Man, you are know, expecting Captain America, whatever the sh- shit's coming out next, and – you're literally just sitting there like oh like this thing is awesome like the tesseract is like this big thing that everybody's fighting for and then they fight in new york against loki and they defeat him and like that show that movie ends like what if we what if i just told you like 10 years later it meant nothing the piece I, was not
0: it was absolutely well this is the thing is like i watched um so i watched the new Rockstar's video if you guys don't watch like the things after you just watch the series i i highly recommend it's I know people out there. This is kind of getting a sidetracked there. I know people that out there that watch, that don't watch the series until all the episodes are out.
1: Yeah, it's almost like
0: people. less fun when you do that though, because it's like you don't have like the time in between to like go so deep into like like people's thoughts and like what could or could not happen. Can I make one point.
1: Yeah, I love the Wednesday release. I love it. It is the best release. I think it's way better than Friday.
0: Is, I that think what, it, so, is that what Vision was, Friday releases? Friday? Yeah, so Thursday
1: night, like past midnight, it was like, for, for people in LA, it was Thursday at midnight, so for leading you into you Friday, you know. probably Friday morning, but now it's like uh, Wednesday, like so at midnight tonight in LA, it's going to drop, so at like 11.59, yeah. right. so it's going to go into Wednesday, but for us, it'll be Wednesday at 3 a.m., but that's not really a time for any of us to watch it. But I like it that day because, you know, it gives you the weekend – like, it gives you something to look forward to early in the week. During the week. I don't know. During the week. Like, you're just like, Wednesday's the worst day of the week. And then to have, like – or besides Monday. And to have, like, something to look forward to, like, on that day, I don't know. I just really like it.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I think – and I just don't understand, like, the point of, like, why people – no, I mean, I, I, I understand, actually. This is, just, I understand why people – like wait not to watch a full like watch a series fully through until it's like done because then you can just like like technically watch it like a movie however the people that do that you guys are missing out on like so much like more like the weeks between each episode so much happens there's just like people go down rabbit holes and it's almost like it adds to the experience of like agree to i think of these each, of like each episode because each episode people depict like what's happening and like what it means and like what it's what's going to come in future episodes or future movies and stuff like that so it's to, to the people out there who don't watch every episode like week by week you got to start doing that because it's, it's just way more fun that way i th- i think at
1: least doing it for a couple of weeks of so just getting even if they like release like episodes in bunches and they just give us three weeks of episodes rather than six weeks it'd still be fun yeah. to just talk about those for the next like three weeks i just think it's enjoyable to have like a series like that to just have like something to talk about like every
0: and, and honestly i feel like i feel like the falcon and winter soldier didn't have that aspect to it where I, it was just like you like there wasn't much to like really go into of like predicting, like, what's going to happen next episode or things like that. Like, it just, like, it wasn't as... Because it wasn't as meaningful to, like, the MCU as Loki is or, like, as WandaVision is. And I think that's why people... Some people like that and some people don't like it. Like, I know people that watch WandaVision, they didn't like it at all. But, like, the meaning it had to, like, the MCU is just, like, by far, like, the best... Who knows? Though, Loki Loki could blow it out of the water, but right now, like the what WandaVision did to the MCU, like really changed it. And like that, I think people just like they don't like if you're not fully into Marvel, you just like don't really understand that. So like, I can yeah. see why some people who watched WandaVision were like, "This is trash." But uh, I think uh, with uh,
1: one, I think one, I'm shocked that there are people who didn't like WandaVision. that you know, I think some people thought it was like mid middle like of the pack it wasn't that good but I think that it was like it was top notch. I think Loki could end up being better than it, but like I don't know the mystery of like where she was, how she was gonna get out. Like how like there was a hundred questions for one vision. Her kids,
0: uh her husband, like all these there's things so were, much there's still some like think about it. There's still like a white vision out there. Like an all white vision out there. all white vision. Her
1: kids are still missing somewhere somebody is working besides Agatha with, like,
0: along worked alongside with her. Um, like, in like, comparison, like, in comparison, the questions that were left after WandaVision versus Falcon, the Soldier, like, aren't even close. Yeah, and, and even with Loki, like, at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of questions, but there was something,
1: like, just weird about, like, and ominous about, like, the setting of, like, of just, like, this family, like, live this family and community kind of just, like, living off, like... And just like in this kind of fake reality that you kind of knew was like fake, but you like didn't know how to like where to start, like and how to figure out like yeah. How- dude, so
0: that's the thing we gotta talk about too is like this is like in the vid in one of the videos that they were talking about the Loki thing. He said like it's like a null uh verse, like a null verse, like it's like the mult mo- like it's like a bunch of different or uh, what's the I'm trying to think of it with the the three time zone keepers and they're they're the the flow of time or whatever they're like in a null time where like they're like not a part of like the time that the the timekeepers control. Oh you mean next up? But that's how they present it. But it's like how is that actually possible? And and two, my question is like, do you think we're actually gonna see a timekeeper in this series? Ooh, uh
1: i don't know i think i i hope that we do we may we may see somebody maybe the the black girl the woman who is like at the beginning not the bigger one who's security guard maybe she's timekeeper we don't i don't know the, the,
0: the judge like the one who's the judge yeah uh,
1: if i uh, it's like a 50 50 shot i don't want to. I don't have my hopes up that we're going to see someone
0: bigger and, and greater like see, this. Is my thing. I'm going to go out on a whim here and like I know they're they real in the comics, but like I see. This is the thing is like the way that I the way that I just watch these videos. They're talking that this is like a giant like put on by the TVA, and the TVA is like actually not really like all it's like hyped up to be. I think the tea, even in in the
1: little Miss Minutes video. It shows at the bottom that it's like an ad paid. Like propaganda by the TVA. Propaganda ad. So like what those guys are disclosing to their workers and to the world that they built might not necessarily be that thing. But my thing is I feel like if they're gonna come out, they're either gonna come out in the tunnels. Uh like, you know, like because Disney wants to put the really big stuff on the movies the, yeah, the, yeah so yeah. like for them to flow together would make sense or then or multiverse madness. that's
0: so like. this is the other thing too like from the miss minutes video is there going to be like a multiverse war in multiverse madness okay so in so this is my thing
1: the secret wars are what it's uh, like the future is going to be of bad stuff it's leading, what it's leading up to that is like they they're playing that down the road. That's how they're gonna bring in like the X-Men. That might be how they bring in uh the Fantastic Four.
0: Like that's how they so gonna- here's the thing is like Marvel released like the movies for the next I don't know, you, you saw that, like whatever movies for the next like ten, like five years or something like that, like the movies that are coming out. And there's there was is there did they, they didn't announce a secret war title, did they? But they announced the Fantastic Four title.
1: Secret Invasion, which is uh, the scrolls. That's at the scrolls, right? The Secret Wars is not – they haven't released anything else. So, that's be- so, okay. they're,
0: so they're planning on releasing the Fantastic Four before the Secret Wars.
1: Yeah. So basically we could be seeing them in a, uh, like a different universe. But I feel like the, like the multiverse war is something that's going to – like really that's something going to try to ramp up later down
0: down the road so I'm, I'm like I'm, right now I'm trying to think back to like uh, when they introduced other um, people or like groups uh, like into the MCU like how did they introduce um, Guardians of the Galaxy do you remember it just, yeah it was just a movie it, just, it was just a movie like they didn't there was no like there was no like end credit scene that like no, they were like they were like a C-list and the only character that
1: was in Guardians of the Galaxy that was in a separate movie was the guy who does the trading. Um, uh, he's played by uh, Guillermo del Toro. He's a Spanish guy. Like, he, he's like, oh, man. He's a guy who they go to to sell the orb.
0: Oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then he dies in um, uh, Avengers and uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he essentially kind of dies twice or whatever. But he was in Thor at the end of Thor three. He was like, uh, Thor wants to bring him an Infinity Stone, so he uh, Infinity Stone, so he brings it to him. Yeah, and that's uh, true. So he was in it. But besides that, Guardians of Galaxy was all on, So, like, he was. So maybe something. that's
0: what they're gonna do with Fantastic Four.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I, I would believe. Just throw it out there because like that's probably what they're gonna do with Blade. Deadpool's
0: already coming. See, dude. See, I think Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange, is going to be like it's going to be like kind of like the. It's going to be built upon. Like they're going to introduce new new groups through. Yeah,
1: I think it's that one's going to be a big one. I just don't think it's going to be the war. I think it's going to be like at the end of all of it, it could be like. The implications long term is that like a lot of characters are coming in, a lot of things are going to change.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think the like it's going to be Doctor Strange has to like make a decision on like what, what's going to happen. I think. I think also too Loki and Doctor Strange. I is what at first they
1: said they were Loki and Doctor Strange are probably closer than one division and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, how Loki ends and whatever he – you know for a fact he's probably going to do something to the timekeepers that upsets them and may lead him down the road to ending up with uh, Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, I because agree. It,
1: like, and they don't want, like, a multiverse. They want one world that they can control. Yeah. One. So, man, they got a lot of things like that
0: seem exciting. So, we like, we, got, we got a little off track there. but Let's get back to Loki. Loki, right now, as we know, is from what we know right now, and I don't know how much you know into this and things like that. But from what we know right now, the um, the villain is Loki, a, a different version of Loki, is what they said, or a different. I forget what the word, what what the exact word was, but it was like a different form of Loki or something like that because he's his uh, not his gender, but like his. Did you catch that in in it? It's like something was like fluid. Or it's like he's gender like in the comics is actually a female Loki,
1: and then that's how they're gonna like bring it about. Like yeah. it's, it's causing all these problems.
0: Yeah. So do you wait, wait? Do you think that the the other form of Loki is gonna be a female?
1: Yeah, because in the trailer, everyone is like, "Oh, that girl is." Uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name now. That girl is a black widow Because she had short hair, blonde hair Looked like she was wearing a black costume But then I was like nah there's no way Black widow even fits In a Loki storyline What, what would she yeah. even do And then I kind of was like you know what
0: That's going to be
1: uh, Loki and Loki Like lady Loki
0: type of thing So what's going to be crazy Is And I don't know how true this is How long has Tom Hiddleston signed out for how many movies? Like, is this like is this the end of like Tom Hiddleston, and then like we move forward with oh her as Loki? leading?
1: No, I I think he's at cash Like, He like a lot of people really like him.
0: I don't know. It could be interesting because it's like I don't know. I th- I feel like that. It's like they. I feel like that could happen because like Loki already knows what happens at the end of his life. This this form of Loki doesn't know the future that or like that is destined for her. And I feel, I feel like it's just a complete guess. If I'm right, I'm sorry that I messed it up for everybody, but like this form of Loki is going to like convince or like convince the other form of Loki that like, this is the future. This is how it ends for you. And like, whatever you're doing, like it doesn't matter. And like something's going to happen. And then like, the guy version of Loki is either gonna die, or the he's gonna like say he wants to go back to his former reality of like where he left, and he'll do that, and he's gonna die that way. That's probably what the timekeepers want to do it, or the TVA want to do with it. In the, the Lady Loki, we move forward with the Lady Loki.
1: Yeah, that could be the case. But here's
0: it's like. Where do they, like, intersect? Like, where do, like, they go back to, like, a reality point? You know what I mean? Like, what's, like, the, what, like, flow of time to, like, you go back into and stuff like that? I think um, they're
1: purposely going to leave it open. Like, it's just going to be, like, kind of chaotic. Like, we have no idea how time works anymore. Because it's kind of, like, the point of the TVA. Time works differently to them. And, like, in a world, like, everybody tries to quantify, like, time and how it works. And I think the point of, like, Marvel doing all this is to tell them, it doesn't really matter. And they want the power and the flexibility to do that. Yeah. Like, they want to tell you to go screw off. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if you think about this like, galaxy, like, in our own world today, like, let's say you got on a spaceship a somewhere, like, you have no idea how anything works out there. I mean, yeah. Like, will we perceive something? Or, like, you know, for example, like, an interstellar, the way he perceives time. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at the end of the movie, like, you know, not no spoilers, but, like, Time just works really differently. like, And, like, that could be the case there, and that's what Marvel wants to do. They have a two-pronged yeah. kind of thing. TVA has kind of, like, this really big power, and then they want to display that, but also at the same time they want to undermine, like, everybody who's like, well, technically, time is, like, you know, like, always people trying to debunk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Is, is the TVA the... What did he say? He said it in the episode. Is, that, is the TVA, the, like, is this the... The most powerful being or, or something in the universe, like, uh, is the TDA the most powerful? Do I think that? Yeah, uh, I think it's close to one of the most
1: powerful. I think it's close. Like, uh, maybe the Eternals and like the people that they fight. What I forget the name that they they're gonna have a future war with. It's the same race as uh,
0: what Thanos comes from. The uh, the Titans, is it Titan or something like that? Now it's like something more like sinister.
1: I, I'm blanking on it, uh, but uh, no, I think I think uh, TV is going to be top, near the top of like the most uh, bad. But also, King the Conqueror is a big time guy, so he's. There, I out.
0: saw a lot of stuff that like he's going to be like somehow get looped into this series.
1: He,
0: before they even do the Secret Wars, they could do a storyline where
1: after he does whatever with Ant Man. He could be the new guy that they have to go conquer.
0: Yeah, I think did. they're going to loop Doctor... I see. This is my prediction. They're going to loop Doctor Doom in some, somewhere before they introduce the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because Doctor, I think Doctor. Doctor Doom has to play like a huge role. In the little bit like I know about the actual comics, all I know is that Doctor Doom is a giant villain in a very important villain to like Marvel Comics, and I feel like they have to. He's going to be introduced in the coming years. Here, I'm not saying in Loki, but I'm saying just like in Marvel in general, he's going to be looped in because, like, maybe even in like Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, yeah. Because there's so like, and this is the thing: Loki introduces like all of this stuff in like how like multiverses can like ha, like how a multiverse happens pretty much like how everything is going to start being intertwined and things like that and i think loki is is the start of like every of everything going yes
1: I'm, i just think it's man
0: like back to the
1: episode like i it was really enjoyable i love the little cartoon skit i love
0: yeah. when they do like that i, I thought think, you do tom Hiddleston as loki is just like great like he's gotten so much better since the very first time we ever met him to like now he just continuously gets better in fact he was in the top
1: three the final three to be thor that would have been crazy yeah he was he was he was gonna be he was one of the last guys that they had on call to be thor
0: that's crazy
1: but yeah he's a great actor i mean I'm just really impressed by. Like, he's like I'm,
0: a perfect. He's a perfect Loki. That's like what it is. He's a perfect Loki. He didn't get his his title role, but he
1: did get a role.
0: Yeah, and it's it's it, honestly it's better it's better fit for him. But the episode itself was like. Well, what did you think about like uh, Owen Wilson's character? Oh, I liked him. I thought he was a good. I thought he was a good kind of fun
1: passenger to show us what the TVA is like. I think they work well together. I thought every, I thought a lot of characters were really good. Uh, there's a, a show called Love uh, Lovecraft Country and I'm blanking on the black woman who plays the bigger one who's a security guard. She's awesome in that then that TV series. Uh, the girl, I, I thought honestly, everybody was really good. The acting was all like all around solid. But uh, I just, uh,
0: I'm trying to think of like a moment that I really enjoyed. Like, Shines. So, so hold on. I still have a question here. Maybe you know how the answer. Maybe you don't. And I feel like the audience – like, if you watch this, how does, like, the reset thing work in terms of, like, Loki steals the, the Tesseract. He steals the Tesseract in that game, and he vanishes to, like, the, Mob- the Mobabi Desert or whatever. And then they place that, like, thing on the ground – in like, they reset the time. A Loki, Like, Loki goes – like, another form of Loki goes back to that point in time where he yeah. – and then he just continues on from there. That form – like, that Loki continues on because, clearly, the Loki that they have doesn't go back. Yeah. Like, is that how that works? No, I don't think so. I think they just take Loki out of his timeline. So then who fills – the timeline that he left in like moving on he's gone he left in 2012 and, and now, now there's just no Loki like
1: in that time well, well because they distort time in the manner they could just bring him back the second he left
0: oh so you're saying like when he's done he'll go back to yeah got you okay that makes a little more sense because i was like really confused with how like that that like worked out because like the tva is
1: uh, like on purpose meant to seem kind of corrupt there's a reason why they most likely don't care that thanos goes back in time back and forth in time and the avengers play with time they might not like they they might give passes to people like them maybe so,
0: they so then when the the dude the the broker that gets like vanished or whatever he's not is he dying who's the broker in this remember like the ticket situation where like the guy didn't have his ticket and he gets uh, like oh, oh the stockbroker yeah is he dying he might they can either wipe you out and put
1: you back into your timeline and forget for make you like erase you or whatever forget the term but
0: or they can just he didn't kill you because trying to like evaporate you oh uh, okay so so that's what I thought it was that's i uh, I think that that guy actually got like evaporated, but I thought like initially like he like that's like how it was for everybody <clears> throat> that's throat> why I was a little confused that, that that part i I was a little bit confused about, and like I still didn't really understand it till right now, so that's good that we just cleared it up
1: um I, I love the scene where Loki's sinning and watching his life kind of past, uh, like, watch it pass by him. Look at the end, the very end, and see goes back to the room. I love how
0: he's, like, kind of trapped there. Like, he doesn't, like, he's, like, he's evading them,
1: but he, like, doesn't know where to go.
0: Yeah. I like my favorite scene was when af, was after all that, when Owen Wilson comes back in, and he's, like, holding the test rack, and he's, like, even an Infinity Stone, like, doesn't work here. Yeah. He just, like, he just, like, comes to, like, realization that, like, that's, like, this, like, where he is is just, like, everything he's known before means nothing. Yeah, the sense of powerlessness is definitely, it seems like
1: that Loki, that Loki watched his life end, and this is a new one, but who knows how
0: they end. We never yeah. know. Like, that's the thing is, I, I don't, I, I, I feel like the TVA is, like, it's like a cover-up, almost, and I feel like it's not actually, like, what it's put out to, like, be. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of. Uh, I, think they like, I don't it. think it's like an all-purpose like uh, like power. Like I don't think it is. I think the the if the timekeepers are real, they so are, sh- but like the TVA itself isn't. So what you're saying is that like they're more of a, they
1: don't have as the power that they're saying they do. Yeah that that's what I think. Okay. I just don't. What then? What would they be doing with all the Infinity Stones?
0: So this is this is the um, this is where, um, like one of the videos, the new Rockstar videos that came out. He they discussed this and they were like, "Are the so like it's like if if that Loki comes with the Tesseract and he goes back and they put him back in with memory wiped, they don't put the Tesseract back because when they go back to like. At that point um, in time, the Tesseract is still there. Yeah. So if Loki – the other example is like if, if is when he a... opens the drawer there and he say he takes a stone and he goes back to that like point in time, they, there can be two stones in one reality. Yeah. yeah. In one – So they have a – so one of them just becomes like minute
1: at that point. Like Yeah.
0: Like, okay. like when it's in the TVA, like, all the stones, like, are just, like, minute, like, because they don't, cause, because they're in, like, a null universe. Like, they they just don't, like, don't work. They're in, like, a different universe.
1: Yeah, their they're, they're power. They're power. But, like,
0: the power, to, like, that they they possess is still, like, the same in their universe. So, it's okay. like, say Loki just copped all those. I mean, they're gone now, but, like, say Loki copped them all and went back to his thing. He would, like, undoubtedly rule everything.
1: Okay,
0: But... I don't think they rank like the TVA ranks in terms of like infinity stones, then like TVA, but like then it's like the internals, uh, like Galactus, like things like that, like are like way up there. But right now, they're they're like they're saying that they're like the all purpose, like power, or in like reality, I don't think they are. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just like what I that's that's what I'm predicting, but who knows, maybe they are. Maybe we see a timekeeper and like he somehow, I don't know, maybe. But this is the thing is like if I'm, if you think back to the history of the multiverse like, and there was a multiversal war clearly things got out of hand beforehand before the timekeepers even showed up that like they weren't powerful enough to like stop it then. So that that's another reason why I don't think it's like they're the, the most powerful. Where time is a circle kind of like uh, the movie Arrival which is kind of interesting where like their big war is a war that's going to happen. Regardless. I, so this is my thing. In the, I think there's going to be a war in – I think Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Dr. Strange is going to lead into a war.
1: Yeah. So basically, the, for them, time is meaningless, right? Like they, they don't understand what time the way we – like a straight line. What if the war is something that's yet to happen where all the Avengers and all these bad guys and all these timelines – are fighting in, like, a future vendors, let's say Avengers 6. And all of them are doing that. So the, in the TVA's mind, this thing just happened in the world. And, like, I don't know how to describe it properly, but it's, like, time's kind of a circle. And, and like, the way
0: they, they see It's it. going to happen regardless, you're saying.
1: It's going to happen, but also they know what's going to happen.
0: Like, they kind of, like, are – the war is already happening. See, mind. this I, – I think that's how it is now. Like, they they already know that, like, that it's going to happen. But like with Loki coming in and by the end of this and Doctor Strange, it's gonna get messed up. Like I think the timekeepers like are either something's gonna happen to the timekeepers, and this is where the multiverses start like going crazy. And this is what they're they're worried for. Or like it's it's just like the
1: Things are not going to be clear until, like, maybe the end of the season again. Like, it's just another series where, like, well, been, made, what is, like,
0: every episode of Dream Big 2, what is happening?
1: This is the thing with Captain America and Winter Soldier. Like, the future was always the same. Like, WandaVision, like, changed everything, and then Captain America Winter Soldier did nothing. Yeah. It's the fact that they made him Captain America. Even, like, yeah, you know, 1813, like, like, I don't care. I don't really care about fake Cap. I don't really yeah. care about
0: yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a good series. That's all I know. It's going to be a really good series. I'm excited for, like, each episode. And everyone who's listening to this already, like, if you've already listened to this this section through, uh, you already know what happens because it's this episode of the podcast will be coming out on the day episode two comes out. Um, but if you yeah, don't watch listen to us ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the smarter thing to do. But um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for – I'm excited for the people that are going to be introduced in this uh, this series. Like, the people we're going to meet and how that's going to go. I also, yeah, I just think learning and
1: understanding who the TVA characters are, like, all of them that we just watched, I think it's going to be fun. Like, I think that aspect is going to be really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and you see, like, there's, like, that scene where it's, like, Loki's, like, he's wearing, like, that jacket that has, like, hair coming out of it, and, like, everyone, like, turns on Loki. Like, there's going to be some sweet scenes in here where it's, like, we don't like like we're gonna meet people and there's gonna be new people brought in that like are gonna be fun i
1: i think understanding the lives of like the tva people is gonna be really fascinating i think like like learning who they are but i mean like at this point we've already deconstructed loki and brought him up tucked him down he's fought with his brother now we're gonna see like now that we know he's like this fully formed character now we're just kind of watching him and he's probably going to bump into his female self or to whatever, him. Like, he, either his doppelganger or the female version of him. And uh, we're just going to kind of, like, watch it unravel, the world unravel. And, it, and he's just going to be, a, like, a passenger to it. Like, the whole world in the eight itself is probably going to be kind of, like, the main character in the story. It's what it kind of feels like.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good series. I think there's, like, a lot of um... – like I said, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that are coming in and out of the series, and I just I think it's gonna be fun series to one watch and f- two have a, like a lot of standing and long lasting effects on the MCU as a whole. Which, like you just said, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, other than the fact that like we're now declaring Sam Wilson as Captain America, there was no like real long lasting uh, effects.
1: Right. we'll be back every week to, to talk about this yeah every single
0: week um but before we go i don't know i feel like hunter if he hops in he hops in if not i sent him the link um we got to talk some celtics so we're moving on from um March. I know, how long how long was that section on
1: like i i don't
0: i don't have the time anymore. yeah so. i don't know how long that section was either we started i think it was like a half hour that section i think because we started like it started like 40 And then it's seventeen right now, so it's like about like, yeah, okay, like thirty five minutes. Um, but I've given my takes on this, this the Celtics team, all this nonsense for the past like few weeks here. About just give me your because we don't even know your thoughts on the firing of Danny Ainge, or the not the firing the the resignation of Danny. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the the Brad Stevens taking over his job. What is what is your uh, what's your thoughts on that? All right. So I like the fact
1: that they got rid of Danny. I think his uh his mindset was kind of it kind of soured. Like I, I can't imagine someone waste all those draft picks on like especially the back half. After the, the Tatum decision move, which was a great one, every single other pick sucked. Like I don't think he ever made like a good move. The Kyrie move was, you know, think about it. It probably wasn't the best move. It was a good move. I think a lot of people in Boston were kind of antsy. They would have been mad if we just kept IT. oh, IT's washed. What are you doing, Danny? We didn't know what Kyrie's attitude was, but that was kind of a warning sign. I probably would have preferred, like, you know, us have a Kawhi for one year. But I don't know what we would have lost in a situation like that. Probably would have given up Brown. But fast forward to that. Like kind of losing guys like Terry Rozier, and like losing, and then you you don't give in to Kyrie's demands. Like if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna bring Kyrie, you better let go of Brown or Tatum. One of the, whoever's pissing off Kyrie, whether it's Terry, whether it's uh, wow, well, whoever Marcus Morris, just let him go. Kyrie's a guy you're gonna need him here with KD. Like think about it, Kyrie KD came here, we had Tatum still, Brown had to go. Brown was a casualty that we lost. Yep. I'm Tatum probably has a different mindset playing on this team.
0: He's, he's no longer, like,
1: it's Tatum. He's, he's, like, you know, the sidekick to KD and, like, the young star. I
0: don't even know. I don't even know who he would be like. Instead of
1: him being an MVP candidate next year, he'd probably be one two to three years from now.
0: Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Does he stay long-term?
1: That's a risk you're going to have to take yeah. when you, you want to satisfy Ky- uh, Kyrie and KD. And if you end up trading him for James Harden, well, we have the trio here then. Yeah. But I think that like you committed to Bron and Tatum, but you didn't commit the right pieces
0: around Bron and Tatum at all. I mean that yeah, that was like, yeah. and, his, and like, how does I don't know. This, I'm just like a huge question mark. And like, I understand you can't get rid of Brad Stevens. I will say that's one thing, and I, I would like us to talk about this more. Danny's
1: like in my eyes, Danny did not just produce one championship for the Celtics. He he produced us like at least a three three. three we should we should have won three straight. I yeah, that we were so much better than the Lakers at their like. Oh my, Kobe's legacy is like a lot better than what it is because of KG getting hurt. KG never hyper extended his knee. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He,
0: was what they took. The Atlanta- I mean, hold on. That one of those series we had, like, Perk was out. Like, we had, like, half of our starting five out. Like, for so, one So, in the
1: 2009 season, when they played uh, Dwight Howard in the Magic, they took number to seven. Perk was out. KG hyper extended his name, Defensive Player of the Year. Probably his most dominant year with the Celtics. He was just something else. Like, LeBron got swept by the Magic, or he won one game at Miracle Three. Yeah. And- they, the Lakers uh, gentlemen sweeps the magic We would have beat that team. Like Paul Gasol, and Andrew Bynum were nothing against yeah. KP. And I think he built a really good team, If KP didn't get hurt in game six. We would have been another time champion. And then 2012, same issue. Allen didn't, doesn't snake us and leave. We close out that series. We're finishing off OKC. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think that that was, um, I think Danny, like it's, it's tough, and this is how it goes with like every every relationship, if you think about it. It's like everything he did in the first like I don't I want to say like I don't know, the last three years have been kind of questionable. So I'll give him like however long he was here. I don't know. Let's say he was here over what twenty you? around twenty years, like or like maybe eighteen or something like that. I think he got the job like in like early two thousands. From taking the the team from what it was in two thousand seven and I don't know, two thousand six to two thousand seven and having the best single-season turnaround in NBA history still to this date and then winning a championship is by and large the best thing you can do as a GM acquiring two Hall of Famers in one offseason. And then on top of it, like you just said, building championship teams. And and the other thing I'll say is the Celtics have over – since 2008, there has not been a more consistent team than the Celtics. They have by far been the most consistent team. Uh, maybe the Spurs, but even the Spurs are falling off right now Um, in in the tail end of uh, what's his name's coaching career. But so I think like the last few years kind of really soured what, you know, like everything he, Danny Ainge has done. And you do have to remember, like Danny Ainge did bring us Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who at the time, no one thought like we're going to be what they were going to be with some really good moves trading down. Yeah, like God, so it's like it's like moves like that are going to get lost in, especially in the last two years when you think about like all the draft picks and everything you did wrong that just didn't work. But if the Celtics win the championship with Tatum and Brown, it's like Danny H has to be like you have to give him credit for bringing those guys to Boston. You know, what I mean, and seeing that they were going to be the players that they are going to be. If,
1: yeah,
0: if Brad can just sign some bets... Some guy, some like
1: key assets around the team. The end, they just kind of strive, but also the letting
0: Gordon walk
1: for nothing.
0: Yeah, that was tough. That was the worst essentially game. for nothing. Like as of right now, like unless Evan Fournier, which I doubt he's gonna like, unless Evan Fournier resigns, you essentially like Gordon Hayward walk for nothing, and then uh, Kemba signing Kemba, who always had injury problems. So let's um. Before we go into the canvas situation, because I do want to talk about that, like to end end uh, the show here. What um, what do you think of Brad? Like, how how are you excited for Brad to be in the role he's in now, or are you? Oh, I think I think first thing first. I think it's gonna be hilarious to watch
1: all the moves he first makes because you know which guys he hated in the locker room. So yeah. Let like, let tomorrow like they they like they let. Like, Like I don't know if Marcus Smart's a free agent, but they trade Marcus Smart for like you know a couple pieces, a couple like you know like bench players. You would know exactly who Brad thought was wrong on the team. Yeah, let's go with Romeo Langford or like all the scrubs on the team. He absolutely couldn't like stand coaching. He's just like it's gonna be funny to watch. who Who he's just unloading. You know, like all these like Carson Edwards type of late first rounders who were just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like package all these four first-round picks that you have, move up and get somebody you fucking like, and, like, let's get moving. Like, let's – Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way Brad – Brad likes vets. And I think Brad did well with a bunch of scrappy vets. Like, also, I think, like, Danny Ainge betrayed a lot of the older guys on the team who love this city and loved this team. Yeah. In the sake of, like, you know, kind of building a younger roster. Like, Jay Crowder was willing to stay in Boston. Jay Crowder was
0: a key guy club. Look at Jay Crowder now. I mean, not that he's, he's still Jay Crowder, but he's on the Phoenix Suns now. Yeah, you know I mean, he's still – and he's helping the team compete. Two teams where – two back-to-back seasons where he's
1: probably close to going to the NBA Finals. He went to the NBA Finals. Close to going. Key player, 3 and D, does his job. Really solid guy that you need on your off your bench. Then a Jeff Green type of guy that the Celtics let go. The guys who like the city and guys who want to stay, Marcus Morris. Like, you just, like, you can cut your losses with certain guys, but, like, Terry Rozier was a huge part of Boston culture. Like, yeah. if you're rocking a Drew Bledsoe jersey and you're making fun of uh, and Eric, Eric Bledsoe and you're like, "Who who is Bledsoe? I only know one Bledsoe. Like, that's, like, the funniest thing. That's, like, you immerse yourself in Boston. Yeah. It's, and, like, you, if you're picking between him or, like, a Kemba or Kyrie type of guy, like, take him because, like, he, honestly, it was tough for Brad uh for Ainge to project where Terry and, and young guys were headed yeah. like a oh, But, man, I wish we had, like, Terry back and Jay
0: back. A couple of but those um, guys. What do you think – like, do you think – my thing is, here with Brad is, like, is he going to be able to make the moves? Like, is he going to be able to make the right moves? you know what I mean? Like – My thing is – I think he's got the eye for the talent, though. That's my thing. He may be – like, my thing is, is he going to get the
1: free agents? Maybe not. But I think he could get, like, some of these, like – I don't know. I just think a fresh set of eyeballs is probably what we're going to be.
0: Yeah. yeah. So so let's get into the no. We'll, – we'll, we'll end it with the coaching, actually. Let's get into the Kemba Walker situation. Because Kemba Walker, $35 million a year, has got to be – moved. something has to be done there. Like, that has to be Brad's first – his first – Object like his first um his first goal is, is either reworking Kemba's contract where you can build a team or trading him. Get him ready. right. I would like to say this right before we
1: start Kemba. If we had kept, like I would have no problem with Marcus Smart if we had kept to guys like Terry and Crowder because Marcus takes us shots, he's more of a role guy, but in a situation where he has to be the leader, he's gonna be like a can kind of a cancer to the team mm. ability for like Brown and Tate to take command. That's that, that being said. With Kemba, I think man, you're gonna to have to do a John Wall type of trade where you're sending them a first, a couple first in the next like five years yeah. to get rid of Kemba's contract. To get any sort of decent type of player, it's gotta be
0: Kemba, two first round picks to get the contract off of your I think you want I that. I don't wanna I don't wanna be close cool here either. I think Kemba has a player option for two years. Like like yeah. he has one more year on his contract and then he has a player option after that. Yeah, so that's why
1: you have to let him go.
0: Because he will have
1: that player option. In, like, a city like – a team like Houston that is just accumulating picks or a team like uh, Oklahoma
0: City that's just accumulating draft picks so that they can maybe – So, Oklahoma City was a top – was, like, a – they were, um, like, someone that, like, would – I don't know. It was one of those mock trade things I saw. And it was, like, would you take back Al Horford for Kemba Walker? I think Al's a little washed. Like, I thought he was... But here's the thing. His contract is, like, roughly similar. Yeah, no, I don't want that. I feel Philly
1: dumped him because he sucked, and he, he was bad for spacing. I like his Steven Adams. I know he's not as expensive. Yeah. I he's a better, like, guy. probably
0: That's yeah. the thing. It's like, I'm more of a, like the... I need to, like... If you're going to get rid of Kemba, I, I think... As bad as Kemba is, it's one. It's going to be hard to get rid of him, like you said. So, I hate to I hate to say, it, but the sad reality is that like the best option the, and the best thing you can really do with Kemba is rework his contract. That's really the best thing you can do, and and just I, you keep because like you can't get rid of like who wants him? You know what I mean? Like it's hard to like no one's grasping at Kemba. Like I think coming no at you for Kemba,
1: yeah. Worries me a little bit is when you look at who are who are Tatum and Brown's like uh, what would you call it peers of their era of like their youth era. It's Zion, it's Luca, it's Jokic, it's Ben Simmons, uh, like a numerous number of superstars. Like Jalen Suggs is coming out of the draft. Any other young guys that come to mind? Jamal Murray. Uh, the point is that like. Some of those, like, most of those guys on the list are elite facilitators. Yeah. They presence on a basketball court, especially guys like Zion and Luca, Their presence on a basketball court is, like, immense to it's to his, their their ability to bring their teammates into the game. That's something that, like, Tatum and Brown really need to work on, especially Tatum because, like, he's such a good scorer that now he, he's going to – and obviously you can't, like, this year was a test drive because, like, who are they going to pass it to, Like like – it's different when you have like Brandon Ingram on your team and Lonzo Ball and like a couple other guys and like Luca's got Tim Hardaway Jr. But like there's just like something missing with like their ability to pass the ball or, like find guys open.
0: Yeah, so I mean, and like I like I, I'll always love Kemba for the college basketball player he was. I like I I can never forget like the because I'm a UConn fan. I'm from Connecticut, so I'm a UConn guy. You know, I love I love Kemba, but it's like when it's. When it's not working, it's not working, and it's just it's not working, and I don't know. It's like clearly you want to try and and this is this is the aspect that gets lost on Celtics fans, and I think right now in the situation that they're in with a first year Brad Stevens working as your president of basketball ops and your GM, you can't be expecting Brad to go out there and get like a grand slam deal for Kemba Walker because one, it's the hardest situation to try and do, and two. No one wants him, so it's like, what are you really gonna get for him? It's it's like a hard situation for Brad.
1: And you're not gonna get a guy like David Lillard on the team.
0: Yeah, like Uh, that's just not gonna happen. It's just gonna be smoke. You're smoking crack if you think. Yeah, it's like like things like that like are not gonna happen. And it's like the most realistic and honest thing I can see happening with Kemba Walker is he's gonna be in Boston next year. With a reworked contract, because I think Brad's gonna sit down, and talk to him, and be like, "Dude, you're not a thirty-five million dollar a year player. I'm sorry, you're just not I that." I feel like he's gonna have to talk you're, like you're gonna be like, like you're gonna be taking like ten mil less, maybe even like fifteen million less, or we're, or or we're gonna buy you out and trade you. Like like that's gonna be the situation because it's like we don't want like best option is telling him either you
1: suck on a different team or you suck on a good team. On a team that we're trying to build, I just think the Celtics' problems kind of derive from like they need a team, or like they need a team like Toronto was two, three years ago with Kawhi on it. They need a guy a team with like a full of bench depth, yes. like
0: a full of bench depth. And that's why that's why if you can create if you can create space with Kemba's contract, when you can get like fifteen mil out of one guy's contract for the next two years, you can sign some sign some. Very good role players in free agency. I've looked at the free agency class. Um, oh, shit. It's very good. Like, very, very good. Filled Atlanta, with role players. Atlanta with Bob, Bobon, Hunter. Like, that seems
1: good. Like, with a lot of yes. like guys on that rock. Like, they literally just have Trey Young and then all these guys who are just good. Really yeah. good.
0: And that's like. The, the root of all of the Celtics' problems is one. And I'm not saying it's like it's all Kemba Walker's fault. I'm like it's clearly not. Kemba Walker's a great player when he's healthy. I mean, he's a great scorer when he can when he's making his shots. You know I mean, but the the fact of the matter is, Kemba Walker is not healthy anymore. He's not. He's not. He's not. He hasn't played in a full season in like three years. He's been full fully healthy for every single game. It's just it, he he's not. He's now worth 35 million when Jason Tatum is making 29 and Jason Tatum is the best player. on the team, And Jalen Brown is making 23 and they're your two top players. Your third option is a, is a risky iffy third option. And he's making 6 million more than your top option. That's that is the Celtics biggest issue. And it's, it's Kemba's contract. You can keep Kemba Walker. You know what I mean? And, and get a solid backup point guard, get a, Get a solid Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard – make sure Peyton Pritchard it excels over the next year and does is, – is very good at his job and keep Kemba Walker and sign like a like a great – like work up a great bench. You know what I mean? You can keep that starting five you have, but you need a better bench and you need money to do it. Yeah. I So I even that- – honestly, God, I wouldn't be like – and this is crazy to say because of how bad it worked out, but it's like if you – if we got TPE money for – Uh, Kemba Walker. I wouldn't even be like so crazy about like that. Yeah. Like Uh, I, I doubt somebody would want to do that. But it's like there's a team. There's like the Miami Heat are out there, and like the Miami Heat have like four guys, like actual guys, like slotted on their roster, and then like three guys with like options, and then a ton of money. And it's like you could. All right, there's here's your starting point guard for the next year or two, Kemba Walker. There he is. Give us money in return and let's go to the free agency and just get some guys. Not even I mean, stars. Or get a star point guard. Or do a sign-and-trade with Gordon Drogic. Pick, have them Miami Heat pick up Gordon Drogic's uh, team option and then they send him over here. You know what I mean? There's there's ways to work around it, but I think at the end of the day, it's, it's Kemba Walker's contract that is the biggest problem for that team. I,
1: yeah, I can see. I, I understand that. I also think that – He's got to get somebody who can get other guys involved when they're not when Brown and Tatum are on the court. I think trying to keep Fournier around—he's more of a shooting guard than
0: he's a point guard, to be honest—and like he's he's definitely a six-man type of guy. So maybe bring him back. He's—I would love to bring him back. Or like JJ Redick is a is a free agent. I know he's old. I know he's watched. I know he's hurt. But again, a solid guy who. Could fill in a Kyle Corver role on a championship team. Come in, hit threes, doesn't play crazy minutes, you know what I mean? Or, like, call me really crazy. If you got rid of Kemba Walker, would you be willing to throw money at Duncan Robinson? Like, like situation like that, you know what I mean? Like, there's – this free agency is filled with a ton of great shooters, which is something that the Celtics have lacked. Like, not stars. Give me, give me 10. Give
1: me all of them. I want all like, the shooters because, like – Give me two big men And Robert Williams Maybe Like you know That's why I want like Steven Adams Like the guy Because like You can have him You can have Williams you need somebody Who will play More often than Williams does Yeah um, But uh, I'm a big Lonzo guy I just
0: like the way He like He's not a, He's not a scorer He's not a ball I wonder what Lonzo Like if I had to guess Like I If I had to guess Because Evan Fournier Is asking anywhere From like 17 I was like 17 million To like Kemba for a guy like Kyle Lowry see I don't know because I, I feel like Kyle Lowry is more he's more of like a a true point guard versus a scoring point guard but at the end of the day he's still scoring point guard you know what I mean like he's known for being like a the man on his team you know so like, he's had yeah. that role but like when, when matched up with like a Kawhi Leonard obviously he takes a back seat you know what I mean so, like, I, I like the idea – that's why I like the idea of, like, Goran Dragic, where he's, like, he's a solid scorer, but, like, at, at, like, his heart, he's a true point guard. You know what I mean? He's a he's a – I think Goran Dragic would be, like, a great sign for the Celtics. I just think he's old and he kind of gets through. He is just – he is old. But, like, someone of that nature, like, I think. Jim Woody. Yeah, but he has injury problems, doesn't he? He's, like – Came off an
1: injury. Norm
0: Powell. Not bad. Like
1: bad.
0: How Uh Mantras Harrell? Not that's good. Bad. He only they had work. a one-year deal with the Lakers.
1: Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Uh, you've got Tony Snell. They, yeah. That the Celtics actually should look into getting him because his right now his worth is like ridiculously low because they do from being six-man to not even playing on the Lakers. Like his yeah. his asking free agency is going to be very low who so get
1: me like a Norm Powell and Montrose Harold type of guy, like two guys. Maybe try to bring back. If you if you're gonna get Fournier and bring Fournier along, you're gonna have to get rid of Kemba. You can't have
0: like. Yeah, person. there's the thing. Is like like we can't even bring on, and this is what brings it back to like Kemba's contract. We can't even bring on like three guys because Kemba's contract is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like you're paying a you're paying like a sixteen million dollar like year maybe type of guy, double his contract. Yeah, this this I huge hit to like the team. It's it's crazy how how big of a hit that is. Like thirty five million that guy made this year. And he's slotted to make for the next two years. I would like a PJ Tucker, Doug McDermott type of guy too. Yeah, like like another. I do. We just need a solid like guy who sits in the corner on a Tatum drive for like a kickout or like a Jalen like Brown kickout. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I love Fournier because like he kind of did that at times, yeah. it, and like that's what he is. He's a he's a shooter. You know what I mean? Like if, if You, think, you think clear, clear the bench, give me three or four. Teams.
1: Yeah, out of that list of people, give me a few of them, and that's it. Like like anywhere between like you know the five to like twenty million dollars. Probably more on the lower end. I like the guys. I like the Montrez Harrell type of guys. Yeah. More big men. You 100% need more big men. You, like, who is their fucking big man down
0: the stretch? Who played big minutes as a big man? Uh, Tristan Thompson, I think. Oh, dude, that's fucking trash. Like, he's so, like, uh, he's not a fit for, like, the modern-day NBA. Like, not. Nah, I agree, he's not. And it's just... I think Brad was right. You know, there needs to be a fucking um there needs to be a new set of eyes there, you know? Like in So, so listen to this. Now let's uh jump to the last part
1: about the coaching. Just then 30 minutes ago, Jalen Brown tweets Analytics. Seven NBA teams are remaining, four are led by African American head coaches. Brad- I, I'm
0: telling you, I think if I got to put down – I talked about this last week. If I had to put my money on a coach, I think the most qualified, the most deserving, and probably the – has some has a winning championship with the Celtics is Sam Cassell. Like, I have to put my money on Sam Cassell. I think it's Sam Cassell's time to run a team. I think he's the best coach in Canada out there, out of all coaches Canada. Or, or maybe Nate McMillan if the Atlanta Hawks don't keep him. Because right now technically he's an interim head coach. But I doubt they're going to keep him how much they've blossomed in. Yeah. I, like, I have a feeling they're going to But uh, I know that, that's like rumored, but like those two guys are my top guys. I want Cassell because I want Cassell
1: because he's like new. He's got a new set of eyes. He's mm-hmm. got Mindset. He's part of this younger era, and with a guy like Mark Jackson or David no, Mills, kind of older. Like you need something yeah. more, something kind of completely different. And like I think, a Sam Cassell guy. Why I prefer Sam Cassell over the rest. It's like Doc Rivers, legitimately him and Sam Cassell, yeah. and transformed a team that got swept by the Boston Celtics into the. Best team in the Eastern Conference remaining. Besides the Nets, uh, well, depends. If the Nets are fully healthy, they're the best. Nets aren't healthy, Philly's best.
0: Yeah. I agree, I'm, dude. I'm. In
1: one year and kept the core intact. The core
0: it, it in- here's the thing. I know that the we, we talked about this a little bit before, and it was like the Chauncey Billups thing. I don't mind Chauncey Billups. I think he'd get a lot of the. He'd get the locker room. You know, he, he, like, he'd get the respect in the locker room. But my whole thing is like. Like, I think player coaches – like, Steve Nash works because he's got the three best – like, he's got one of the – like, he's got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. You know, that's why he works. Like, if Chauncey Billups is coming in, like, one year as an assistant coach, like, and you're not walking into three of the top ten best players in the NBA, it's like – how successful is he really going to be? You know what I mean? Like, you're really putting all your chips in the Chauncey Billups corner to turn – like, to to take this team who's been, like, a consistently good team and bring them to that next level. I just don't think the experience is there to do that. Which I, I I agree. Like, I think the one guy
1: who's in season 12 years in the making to be a head coach of the basketball team, it's yeah. Like he is – He's the closest thing to being like completely ready to coach basketball.
0: Player. Yeah, that's the thing is I think he's one. He's the most deserving. Two, he is a very successful track record. Granted, he's been with Doc Rivers for most of the time. He's been like a great coach. But regardless, we won a championship with Doc Rivers. Why not take his disciple and try and do this? <laughs> and played for the Celtics and won. Yeah, a title. he played for the Celtics and won a
1: championship. Is anybody who's like, think about this. What was the worst? What was the best game play? played? It's like probably the first fifty-four game. After Kendrick Perkins said something to him. Yeah. After that, he was the one that fired him up. Who's best to bring along? And the dude who played on that team, who saw the fire and desire that he like, took to win? He is, the, I think, Barnum, the best guy to bring in. Chauncey's great, but Chauncey reminds me more of a kind of makes me worried. He's more of a Jason Kidd guy. He kind of gets in because of his name. And I don't I, know. I
0: was, I was like high on Jason Kidd, but then, like, I, when I was doing research and I was like, I was like, he just – he wasn't, like, a winner. You know what I mean? Like, he had Giannis, and, like, he just wasn't, like, a winner. Listen. Pretty young Giannis, but, like, he he didn't win. You know what wow. what I mean? The box got so much better with after he left. left. Yeah,
1: after he left. Yeah. Like, he was, turned out to be
0: a I know Celtics Nation is high on Jason Kidd because Damian I mean, Lillard, like, wants to play for Jason Kidd, but it's like, dude. Sometimes players make the wrong choices. Sam Cassell's is the guy for this young team. Yeah, I agree. I, I just hope – the Honest thing. to God, like if you want to talk about a complete culture change too, and this would never happen, but it's like if you're gonna go out and you're gonna hire like a female, one thousand percent has to be the woman from the Spurs. It's has to has it's to be her. Like no thing. one else is more deserving. In one, she's coached under arguably the greatest coach of all time. Like, you know what I mean, like f- her entire time in the NBA. I just I just think
1: female coaches just yeah, and that's the
0: thing is like He's like, you talk about, like, losing a locker room. I feel like that like, is, like – you said it the best, it's got to be a black guy right now. And then maybe down the road, you got
1: to get a woman. Once well, – I think right now it just gets him. So, like, yeah. I, I would actually – I would love to see a woman coach. and yeah, Because I just want people – like, yeah. the dudes out
0: there who just hate them like, girls who can't do it she's a fucking coaching job. Like, there are women out there who are smarter than Dude, me. Dude, I, I just think she's – I honestly, God, this is like so out there. I think she's one of the smartest minds in the NBA. That, I think that she is. She's one of the smartest minds. Honestly, if she sat down with some of these guys, I think she'd be ready to beat Like, like... When, when, when Greg Popovich purposely gets tossed because he, we know he – sometimes he just goes out in the game and he's just like, yeah, no, it. I don't want to be here, and argues some stupid call. He gets like three technicals and gets thrown out. Becky Hammond wins games like <laughs> they win anything she's on track to be the spurs head coach yeah no she is and that's why i don't think she's ever like gonna leave but she, she
1: knows like san antonio's gonna be a spot and if he if she does big things over there she's gonna love it yeah so and, uh, i don't I think, know what What else you got i think players want black coach uh, i think uh, a young coach like sam caselle is uh gonna have the drive he's gonna have the like brad didn't have the drive at the end it seemed like it seemed like he lost faith in like the process maybe danny drained him of it but brad's gonna be rejuvenated as a gm sam cassell's gonna be rejuvenated head coach he's just gonna come in like i'm gonna win with these young guys i'm gonna take it out bring it out my them. these young guys are gonna notice the team is looking different hopefully brad brings in new guys play better look better you know it doesn't even it just needs to be culturally like it, like the talent is there. They just needs to be a cultural shift. You need to bring in a big man because you're not going to be able to, on a night-to-night basis, you've got to be able to stop Djokic, uh, Vujovic, uh, and be all those big guys because big guys who can do it all. You're going to need, you need, you're going to need a young defense. Um, you know, big yeah. man. Better big man than fucking Trish But like, That's how you're going to build the team. That's how you're going to fix it. That's what we need to do.
0: That's yeah. my I, I'm in agreement. I think, I think the Celtics... It's going to be a busy offseason for Brad Stevens, for sure. I think I think Brad knows it. I think that the team needs to be switched around. He needs a new fresh set of eyes. The first thing's first. It starts with a new coach, and it's like you got to – there's one clear number one candidate out there and then second fiddle candidates. You know what I mean? It's like you, you got to hire Sam. Cazzo. He's by far the most qualified. He's someone the players will respect. He comes from a winning – a winning coach And then he He also won a championship In Boston So And then the offseason You know what I mean Like I think that The number one thing To go into the offseason Has to be reworking Kemba Walker's contract You know Or or doing something about it I, Like I don't even Hate the fact that, Or like I mean I would hate The fact to like Have to pay him 16 million a year But it's like He's He's a good player When healthy But it's like He just can't stay healthy So it's like I I, I would want to get rid of Kemba But it's like the reality of that is if you get rid of Kemba, you're going to have to get rid of more and probably receive less to get rid of that contract, which sometimes that might work. And especially going into the free agency, that might work. Um, But I don't know. You got to do – the first thing first is getting a coach. The second thing is doing something about that contract because that is a killer to building a team, a good team around – your future guys who you already have. You know what I mean? Like you already you already got your two stars for the next six years. They're both here to play six more years. They're on the team for six more seasons. Get the money now. Get rid of the big contracts that uh, that the big contract that is useless and doing nothing. And rework a team with veterans or whoever under them. Like I think I think that's what they have to do. So yeah, I don't know. It was it was good. It was a good long episode. We definitely been out here for like over an hour. Um We, but I mean, we had to. We had to. You know, we had to. We had to talk Marvel. Um, that that always gets out of hand because it's just yeah. Marvel, and then obviously it usually gets out of pretty out of hand with the Celtics. Yeah, with the frustration this year, I think yeah. it would be different. I think it would be at a different point if they just kind of
1: lost, like kind of second round, instead like seven game series. They look good, but they just couldn't finish, and the yeah. questions were not like the same. Right now,
0: it's like a like a lot. Of and it's also the fact that like the day after, the, like everything like less than eight hours after they lost their game, it was like ages out, Brad's Brad's not the coach. Yeah, they, they turned it <laughs> like how quickly it happened. I think they they just need to sign Sam Cassell. That's the last. Just get him, get the coach over with, man. Like let's get like and start and start start building for the next like. This is a star-driven league. If you sign a fucking white boy like Brad, they will – you will lose your team. You will, 100%. And the only reason reason that didn't happen, like, when Brad was originally hired was because, like you said earlier, he had a bunch of guys. He had a young Tatum and a young Brown, and then a bunch of guys that just needed to prove something. Yeah, dude, he, he had a great offense that worked around
1: it. That's why Brad liked the older vets, because the older vets looked at Brad and they said, like, oh, this guy, like, he makes us play better. We play better with him with his plays. Like, guys like Jay Crowder, they, they understand their role. Young guys, like, more, younger guys, like Smart, who wanted to take the shots but mm-hmm. our hustle. Like, the, that team, IT, like, they played their heart out for Brad, too. Yes. They played their heart out for Brad. He loved Brad. And Brad did that, but then when you got the young guys, you got Kyrie coming in. All these guys are undermining him. Yeah, this is just creating a, a like a, it was a mosh pit that probably ruined Brad's like love for coaching.
0: Yeah, I and agree. I, I, I agree that. that because it's like that's the NBA, though, dude. It's like we've seen it with Tatum and Brown. It's like they've grown. They're not. They're not the same guys they were three years ago. Like yeah. like Tatum. Can hold his own and have, like, and be the offense. He proved that this year. Tatum can put up 50 points. Tatum could be his own offense. Jalen Brown can do that. He put up 40 points multiple times this year. Like, like those Tatum, guys don't need an offense, they need people around them. Tatum could very well be next year's league MVP. That's,
1: that's how good he could be next yeah, year. I agree. If, if he ups his assist numbers, he becomes like a Zion type of like facilitator, and like, you know, a guy who can score the ball everywhere, just like. You know, get those pass- uh, you know, the way Embiid gets his assist numbers up now, the way like all these like Jokic, Jokic's got like, god level passing abilities, yeah. You know, the way like some of these other stars who weren't amazing passers coming out, but they developed the passing ability. If you can do that, you can win at League MVP. If he yeah. scores 31 points a game and he gets like seven assists, the Celtics turn around to win 58 games, there's no reason why the Tampa can't win.
0: I don't know. It's it's gonna be an interesting offseason. This isn't gonna be the last time we're gonna talk about the Celtics. Um, we're gonna be talking about a lot of the moves
1: they made probably turning towards a lot of football. Football's really coming down
0: Yeah, football's we honestly probably next week or whenever we have you on again, we talk about Loki obviously and then we'll talk about we gotta talk about Patriots stuff. You know, I mean they they just got back, they're doing the thing. We gotta talk about Stefan Gilmore's situation, what's going on with that? There's a lot no. to talk about there. Off season is it's a it's a, it's a low period because there's no actual action going on but there's always a lot of behind the season stuff going on. Um, yeah. and right now it just happens to be that our our basketball team and our football team there's no there's no yeah. live action so it it's is just it is. baseball's not as interesting to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's basically. just not. You know, it's it baseball playoff baseball will be fun. The the Sox will be in the playoffs, so that that will be fun to talk about but yeah. All right, Bill, It was good having you on, as always. You'll be, we'll be on again. This is definitely not the last. Um, you know, we got a lot to talk about, like I just said. So, uh, appreciate you coming on. I look forward to the next time you come on. And, yeah, I think that's. I think we're good. Yeah, I appreciate coming on. I love it. Peace. All right, later, guys.